0: Hey, hey, everyone, this is Dan, the GM, bringing you episode 147 of What the Dice. This episode
1: is going to be a random listener shout-out. That means we are heading over to the world of the Us. And we are going to pull the name, Jasper. Thank you for following us on Twitter. Thank you for all the cool stuff that you retweet and that you do. Other than that, I'm going to shut up. Except for one more thing. If you want your own random listener shout out, you can head on over to the Twitterverse, Facebook, our Discord, or any of the rating and review sites you go to. Just let me know so I can find them. Sometimes they're hard to find but we also have YouTube. You head on over to youtube.com forward slash at what the dice Pod. you can see episodes and videos that we do, as well as the community tab that you can chit chat with us. So that's all I got. I'm Dan the GM, this is What's the Dice, and you, you my friend, are awesome. With Spring around, the Adventurers Guild is finally starting to get more and more work. A lot of it is just your standard escort missions from town to town, escorting merchants from one site to another. Usually pretty low pay, nothing that we've been super interested in. But our focus has been more on the story. We find ourselves in the Storyteller's Campsite sitting looking at the fire, waiting for the storyteller to come back with the fish. He walks in and sets the fish on a stick that has been sharpened, and begins to roast them over the open flames.
0: Well, 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 me friends, it seems as if the adventurers have found themselves in a deep cave filled with oozes and bones creatures and something that they can't quite find. All in the search of some man. Some sword master that's supposed to help them. Well, it seems as if the bone god's reach even reaches out into the strangeness that has become the rat kingdom. Well, they are deep into this cave and they must find this Person. Let us continue our tale. Sit back, relax, and hear me tell.
1: In the last episode, the adventurers had a chance to meet an old rat lady who's giving her directions. Directions to a strange man named Everett that lives in a cave outside of town. Kalilo returned to get some clarification and solid directions. Following these directions given led them outside the city into a burnt-out section of town or burnt-out section of the forest, which led to a cave with stalactites and stalagmites making the teeth of a massive skull. In this darkened area, there's the sounds of creatures moving about. The episode ended with a very quick combat, with two skeletons now laying on the ground, eyes dim before you. What would you like to do?
2: Well, I was just going to look down at both of the skulls that were once spinning, and it finally stopped and dimmed, and then look at the Fabulous and look back down going, did that seem easy?
3: Way too easy. Which makes me wonder... Are we, I mean, they did charge us. I wonder if part of the idea is, to you have to run a gauntlet to see this guy.
2: I guess.
3: It strikes me as like, that strikes me as very like time consuming in your in state of an emergency.
2: They probably have a back entrance. I don't know. As she kind of, confusingly continues on forward.
1: Are you just straight out walking, or are you sneaking? What is your plan? All right,
3: let's try your approach. Mine, mine ended up with two skeletons destroyed.
2: All right, we're going to sneak.
1: Roll your stealths. Stealthy stealth. Stealthy
2: stealth, stealth. 40.
3: 27.
1: As you guys kind of hunker down a little bit and move as quietly as you can, ducking past a few skeleton guards that move past, you start to hear something conversation between two people you inch closer you're starting to hear the conversation a little bit better you also notice that there's a single torch light coming from down the hall you hear well charlie have you had any problems lately this other voice responds (laughs) No, but my knee itches really bad. Charlie, you haven't had knees in a long time. It doesn't mean they don't itch. It could be a memory. I had itchy knees when I was younger. Okay, Charlie. Well, here's your gold. Here's some candy. Now, remember, don't need to hurt them. just scare them a little bit. Well, enjoy your hanging around. The sounds of, of old wooden rickety cart is heard echoing down the halls.
2: Does the cart sound like it's going away from us or towards us?
1: Away from you.
2: Kalila's gonna very slowly peek just enough around the corner to see if she could see who was talking. Perception check. 25.
1: You don't see anyone. There's no torches that are lit. You just see a shamble of bones and little rat that runs past. But besides the bones and a few bones that are hanging off the wall, there doesn't seem to be any people.
2: She's whispering, I don't see anybody
3: whispering back Mm, yeah I, I definitely heard people talking so what's going on here
1: would you like to continue on deeper
2: could she tell which hallway the wagon went down
1: uh yeah so basically this hallway is going to kind of bend and then it's going to go to the north and to the south the squeaky wheel yeah the squeaky wheel is going to the north
2: well we also don't know where we're going in this area Kalaz is gonna take a moment and think about, wait, they're now in a cave and they're going through a cave. She's gonna stop and look around. Are they still in a cave or is there like bricks and mortar now?
1: This kind of looks like a mix of a cave and a building structure. Uh, You see sections that maybe the wall had collapsed that there are mossy stones that have been kind of chiseled into place and mortared in place. So it's kind of a mix of the two. It's mostly cave with the little buildy bits.
2: She goes, well, if we could follow the cart and go north, or we can go south. But I don't see any signs saying which way is what. And there's nobody in the hallway except some bones and a rat.
3: Could it be that maybe, I'm wondering, could this guy be out to lunch? And that's why he lives here?
2: I have no idea. I'm 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 confused. Well. This is one way to find your front door. I say, let's follow the wagon. All right. She'll sneak down the hallway and go to turn north.
1: As you, I'm just going to use your old stealth rules because it, those were high enough and you haven't been spotted yet. Mm-hmm. As you follow this, the sound of the squeaky wheels, you get this feeling like there's things watching you from the shadows, and every time you look around, you don't see anything. Eventually, the squeaky wheel stops, and you hear that voice echo, again, echo out again. Ah, uh, my little piranhas. I'm betting you're hungry. Let's see, I have some dire rat chum, and some dark fey chum, oh, and, oh, oh, looks like I have some vegetables for you. We want you to have a, a nice, balanced meal. You hear the sounds of things being washed into water, and the squeaky wheel continues on. You also hear some grumbling. Could give us something better, don't you think? Well, you know, times are tough, and you know, there's a war going on. Yeah, but... Rat chum again? Ugh.
2: Could Kalilah sneak up while they're talking so she can see who is talking rather than wait for them to go away?
1: Yeah, roll your stealth. 38. With a 38, you're able to sneak up to the edge, and you see this squeaky, or you see the cart turn the corner at the last second, and there's someone in a, a thick black cloak that is pushing it. Then you look in there, there's a pool of... Water that's got a green hue to it with bits of meat and bones floating in the water. You see two piranhas with their heads above the water, lips moving, and you think the voices are coming from them, and they begin to eat noisily.
2: She's going to look at the fibulas going, Hold on, I'm going to pull a U, and just walk out and go, Excuse me, sir!
1: Who are you saying that to?
2: The guy in the cart.
1: As you say that, the sounds of feet picking up and the wheel squeaking loudly as they're running off.
2: Darn, I scared him.
3: You did not do it like me. I was like, hi,
2: excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't exactly going to impersonate you. I is going to try and catch up to the cart.
1: As you cut the corner, you notice that All the torches are lit up now and everything is bright. You still see skeletons, and now they're groaning and pulling at the chains. You see treasure chests that are out in the open, clearly able to be seen. The the wheel or the, the cart has been abandoned, and it is full of loot, rusty swords and daggers and arrows and gold. For uh, silver pieces and and candy and bread and meat and all manner of things that you would find scattered in a dungeon. And it is now noisy as these bones are, are groaning and pulling at the chains.
2: But they're all stuck in one place, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Kalilah's just going to walk past them since they're chained to the wall. They can't attack her and look for the guy that was pulling the cart.
1: It looks like he has bailed the cart sideways so it's kind of blocking the hallway.
2: Well, that's an easy climb over for Kalila. <laughs>
1: hmm
2: I'm assuming Defibulus is following her? Yes.
3: You'd think for an elder that helps the village out, that he'd be a little more welcoming.
2: That's right. What is going on? If she's, like, looking at the skeletons that are just, like, groaning and chained to the wall. Are they doing anything other than groaning?
1: They're trying to pull and, like, they're, they're held up by their arms and they're, like, trying to push off the wall to grab at you with their hands that are chained upwards. You also see that, like, you know, there's a rusty dagger in one of their belts. You hear the chink of gold coins or silver coins in their pocket.
3: You know, why does this feel like a training center or deliberately trying to lure people over to the skeleton type thing?
2: Because you know, there was a bunch of children. Do you think this is a training dungeon? Maybe.
3: Hey, let's get it going before we lose the one guy, though.
2: She'll try and track him. One, two, three, hit over the cart, and continuing.
1: Uh, roll your uh, survival to track him. Can I help?
2: Yes. Yes, you may. 35. 31, okay.
3: or 33, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry, that was a 37. I can't math.
1: As you follow his footprints, eventually they just kind of disappear as there are skeletons that are standing in the way, weapons drawn, and have this classic mummy shuffle towards you, hands outstretched forwards, this bone creaking as they're just groaning towards you.
3: Are they chained or no?
1: No, they are free.
2: Excuse me, we're looking for Everest.
1: Perception check.
2: Twenty-eight.
3: Thirty-eight.
1: Amphibulus, you notice that one in the center? His, the strange, flamey glowiness to his eyes. He kind of looks over, to his left, and the one, to his left gives the slightest bit shake no like almost like that you know don't respond thing as they inch closer
3: I'm going to try to persuade them into talking to me
1: please tell me how
3: (laughs) what
2: is Defibulous gonna say I'm gonna
3: intimidate them into talking to us about where Everest is I don't know any other way unless it would be like diplomacy or something
1: yes diplomacy would be another way
2: that is a stat thing
3: all right i will try diplomacy all right 21.
1: all right with a 21 what do you say
3: look guys we've already dispatched the other two skeletons that ran at us you guys are slowly lumbering towards us it would be beneficial to all of us if you could just tell us where Everest is so we could get on with our day, because we still have a meeting with the elders that we need to go to. So, could you please stop shambling towards us and please tell us where he is?
2: Thank you. That or I might take your shin bones. It's intimidation. Okay, roll my intimidate to bolster his diplomacy.
1: Of course, you would. What'd you roll?
2: 18.
1: A couple in the back stop and kind of just... They're still shambling, but it's that, like, half-shamble, kind of half-step, as one of them just went... Uh, wait. You're not children. Nope. You're very small, though. You're a cat. You don't live here. No, we don't. Hey, Eric, do they live here? No, never seen them before. Do we just let him pass? Uh, uh, uh.
2: We were told by an old rat lady in the park to go talk to Everest, and to follow the signs and go through the cave.
1: Should we ask? That would be a good idea. What's the password? Password. That is wrong. You'll Darn. just have to do the dungeon like all the other children. The
3: password is, and I will use an to intimidate, my, my bullet to your face here in a moment.
1: The skeletons actually kind of chuckle and just step out of your way for you to continue on. Now, now, short one. It's not very nice to threaten your elders. Go on, have fun in the dungeon. As they kind of put their weapons away and just kind of shamble off. Thanks. Having a conversation as if they are all co-workers. Like, really good coworkers.
3: Yeah, sorry about your two friends I shot earlier to, down in the start of the place.
1: Oh, they'll be fine. They get reassembled all the time.
2: Was the piranhas talking?
1: And they stopped and they went, "Yes." Why wouldn't they talk?
2: I've never met a fish that talks like that.
1: Oh well, yeah, well you know we're we're all not exactly normal. Well, enjoy the candy. Well, not candy. The dungeon. Don't forget to get the candy. It is good candy.
2: Cheers. You don't by chance worship the Bone God, do you?
1: No. Why would we want to worship a god made of bones? Well, he is made of bones. Well, wouldn't that be a little redundant? We're made of bones, too. Does that mean I can be a god? I'll just claim I'm a god and I'll start my own religion. I don't think that works that way. I think... Don't talk like that. You tried that once and you died doing it. It's only because I failed. Well, that means you're not a god. You
2: died.
3: I mean, I think that's how most religions start, but you guys keep working on it.
2: Which way? That way, you said? Pointing.
3: Yep.
1: Continue north.
2: Have fun.
3: Those are the politest skeletons we've run into.
2: Okay, but our suspicions of this is not normal. Is anything we do normal? Yeah, that's a good point. They said continue north, so I'm just going to keep taking north turns.
1: Continuing on, you pass a few more skeletons that groan and, like, groan at you, but are pulling at the chains, not getting away. Uh, just
2: goes, oh, we met your co-workers.
1: And they just kind of blink for a moment and stop and just kind of sit there. After a while, you get to these massive cast iron doors with icons of different types of creatures of what you would all know as like the demon realm and realms of fire and bones dragging down people into the depths and war and... Some of the flames seem to move with this strange magical effect.
2: It's really nice artwork. A bit dramatic, though.
1: The doors are barred she- barred closed with a massive lock. What would Shall you like to do?
3: Mm, I can use the crowbar to knock and then see if we get a response.
2: Now, when you say use the crowbar to knock, do you mean actually knock, or do you mean use it to open the door and call that a knock?
3: I was going to just tap on the door to metal on metal, a lot of reverberation than fist. That sounds good. You want to call out when I knock? Sure. Defibulous will take out his crowbar and knock on the door for her.
2: My delivery!
1: As you knock on this massive door, it creaks open, and there's this gush of hot air as it swings open. Flames belch out from the ground as this man stands up in front of a massive bones throne
4: who dares bother me in my home there's a flush of lightning and fire who dares bother
1: the lich king there's another bolster of flames as this tall rat skeleton steps down flames Belching from his hands, his eyes, this sickly green glow. Then he stops and looks down at you.
2: Kalila's going to be mumbling under her breath to Defebulus at this point, going, they weren't kidding when they said there was a lich.
1: Nope,
3: definitely not.
1: He blinks again.
2: You're not
4: children.
3: No, you're Everest, I'm assuming.
1: He flicks his hands and the entire room changes to a very comfortable-looking home. There's different types of furniture, and there's a small fireplace in the corner, and there's a older rat that is coming out from behind
4: a corner, his nose twitching underneath his black cowl. He goes, No, I am, uh, I am the Lich. Uh, Please have a seat. It's not often I get adults coming down here, and you said you're looking for Everest. And he turns Everest. Everest, we have guests. A
1: old rat comes out, and he's like, "Sorry, I uh, I think they tracked me. For when I was restocking the, the dungeon." Hi, I'm I'm Everest. How may I help you?
2: Wait, the skeleton who was pulling the cart is Everest.
1: Yep.
3: Uh, is it? I thought the skeleton was a lich, and the other one one's Everest.
1: Nope. He has uh, when he pulls his cowl back, you do see that he has large segments of bone, but he is still mostly alive.
2: She is well. Uh Howdy
1: You seem confused, Would you... please have a seat so I can uh get some tea going. Uh the Lich has a very wide assortment of teas and dried meats, if you'd like. And they're mostly for me, but I, I'm I don't eat much since the zombification. Please have a seat.
2: We'll sit and go, wait, are we supposed to be talking to Everest or the Lich?
1: Well, I'm Everest, he's the Lich. The Lich is kind of the keeper of all of our records. He helps train the children, and I'm I'm Everest. I'm a I've been around so long, I, I've kind of mastered all the skills. Once the children get to a certain age, we train them in more advanced weaponry, or more live weaponry, and I do the training.
2: So you run the motioning to everything behind her, the dungeon?
1: We both do. Uh, the, the lich and I were partners years ago, before he found a way to make himself eternal, and before I became, well, mostly zombie. So we we came back to our hometown, and we were originally not accepted as as easily until we talked about how it it would be beneficial for us to train the children instead of sending them off on their way, like the old ways. You know, having a good education is a good way to to bolster an an adventurer. So we've been doing this for uh, about 80 years now. Impressive. So uh, what brings you?
2: Well, what? is still kind of a little baffled. She goes, well, we had questions about what was going on around the town, and everyone said to talk to you. Ah, yes,
1: I have ears all around.
2: We're trying to make our way back to the mainland and get back to the Holy City, and somebody said something that that wouldn't be easy.
1: Ah, yes, so, uh, have a seat, have a seat. There, there's much to tell, and I will have to get some tea going. Would you like anything else to eat? Uh, I have dried meats. I have some very lovely cheeses.
2: No, I'm I'm good.
3: We had a big breakfast. Wow.
1: As you sit on this massive couch, the lich sits in what looks like a a recliner and leans back and he pulls out a, a magical book and begins to thumb through it idly. Everest goes to a large bar area, pours some tea and sets it in front of you, and he finds himself a place to sit across from you. Well, let's see. Ah. Well, lately we've noticed magic has been disappearing from the lands, and I sent out a few of my birds to take a look, and one of the things we've noticed is there was this strange skeleton army moving about, uh, made of orcs and humans, and to all the different races. And they they all were convening with this this, these other orc armies that were bony but flamey and very uncomfortable looking. It's not fun to be that hot and be a skeleton. It, it makes your bones a little bit more brittle, but that's besides the point. Well, this strange bone army started to move in towards uh, Hold's keep. I, I had a friend at Hold's Keep long ago. He was a great chef didn't make very good pie though but that's besides the point well this this bone army is being held back by these very powerful paladins but well the lich and I started to notice that magic was getting weaker so we bolstered our magic here keeping it all within the uh the caves itself and it seems to help we, we we've lost a little power but not much not much every now and then the uh the village will come down and ask our guidance, and we say that, you know, we, we need to help the mainland as much as we can. So we have sent out boats to send our armies to both Holtzkeep and the Holy City. Well, we found out that there's this strange plague that we have around here, with the, the corrupted fae and the strange darkness that is encroaching in our woods, is kind of everywhere. Uh, we don't see it as much in plains and in the desert, but there aren't many people that live out in the desert. None, actually. It's too hot and not many people who have skin and blood, like like the desert. You can't grow much things, and cactus can only get you so far. So, uh, yeah, the the darkness has kind of made the oceans much deadlier. Uh, More sea creatures have turned to monsters, and the ocean itself seems to be against anyone who who tries to navigate it? So, yeah, it's been been scary, kind of, for the children. So, so we try to make sure that all of our skeletons have some really good candy to make sure that the children aren't too afraid of dealing with everything. Give them the extra little bit of a reward for for doing a good job. Wow, it's always good to positive reinforce children. Wow, I mean,
3: that's a good idea. I mean, I wish people would have trained me that way.
2: Like my training in the forest, but it wasn't too dissimilar, I guess.
3: So, I do notice that you, the children are trained with just about every ranged weapon there is out there.
1: Yes, that's how it's always been. But I
3: don't see any firearms.
1: Oh, they're, they're hard to get a hold of right now. We we wanted to, but uh, with the trades shutting down the last uh, six months or so, uh, the oceans have gotten too dangerous, and even the skies are a little deadly to fly sometimes.
2: So are there no ships going to the mainland right now?
1: No, no one's able to get through the seas safely. He looks over to the lich. The lich
4: slowly closes the book, and he goes, Well, I have a friend that needs a hand with something. If, uh, you adventurers want to help him out, he has lost his home to Dark Fae, and he would like to return home. He should be in town the next day or so, and, well, no one should be without their home.
2: Fair enough. Are you implying that he can get us to the mainland without the use of boats?
1: He gives a, a nod. All right. Defibulous, I need a perception check. Nat
2: 20.
1: With the Nat 20, you are looking around and looking at the decor of this place, and it's very upper nobility. Like, the the wood that you see is the, the mahogany that is hand-hewn and stained, and the padding you're sitting on is nice and plush, and everything is very nice and fancy. Even the, where the bone skeleton was, or the bone throne was, there is a, a large plush chair there as you look around you notice something that seems out of place, on the mantle of the fireplace is a brown paper wrapped box very similar to the one you found in Godsfell that contained the trigger
3: um excuse me Everest, uh, Mr. Lich
1: mm-hmm. yes?
3: that package up on the on the shelf there
1: Hmm. Yes, it was brought here, oh, a year or maybe less ago, brought by a courier. And the courier said he had instructions to keep it safe. Uh, he looks over at the Lich. Who sent it?
4: One of our old friends and the adventurers—one the that started the tavern.
1: Oh, Grandpa.
4: One that never writes. Yeah,
3: he's bad at writing.
4: Everest looks because. Grandpa, you don't look
1: like him. He was dwarf, and you are a, uh, a, a gnome.
3: Yeah, he's kind of like a grandfather to me. He's, gra- he, my, my parents always told us we, kids could call him Grandpa.
1: Ah,
2: I can vouch for this.
1: Well, uh, that is your gift if you can prove who you say you are.
3: Well, what proof would you like?
1: The Lich looks at you for a moment and stands. And for a rat, he is taller than Kalila, and he outstretches his bony hand. Give me your hand. Extend a hand. He reaches out and touches the center of your hand, and you feel this strange pulse of energy. And he
4: nods, and he goes, Yep, you are one of the short rounds, short bolts.
3: I'm the only one left
4: he nods and he goes I will make you a deal you want that and a way back to mainland you help my friend, and we will call it even
2: sounds good to me I'm in although Kalila is awfully like what is this coincidence
4: the lich
1: walks back and sits back down in his chair and pulls the book out and begins to flip through it Everett he goes, Well, I guess we need to get you up to topside, don't we?
3: So, question for you, though, before we go.
1: Absolutely. How can I help you?
3: If I can find a way to get some firearms to you guys, do you want to teach the kids how to use them?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd
3: be good for your guards on the walls for poking off, picking off those corrupted Fae that are always
4: running around.
1: Everett thinks for a moment. He goes, You would have to send someone to train me or train the children, whichever you would prefer. I believe I would be a quick learn. I've, I've learned every other weapon there is. It's a, a boon for being as old as I am. Though holy weapons hurt a little bit more than they used to. But that's probably because I'm technically dead. But yes, if that's something you could do, that would be an amazing thing.
3: I'd be happy to teach you what I know. I, I mean, I can pass on all the basics.
1: He nods, and he goes, "Well, yes, that that would be wonderful. Uh, so, uh, how would you like to get up the top side? We can we can take a stroll back through the the dungeon, or I can take you up the back way."
2: Kalila is still just staring at the box, and then looking back at the lich, and staring at the box, going, "How did you know it was?" a gift for him
1: the lich stands up picks something off the top of it and tosses it to you it is a small little label that says for defibulous short round if he arrives
2: with also a instructions of keep safe and hidden he nods what in the gods convenient? okay whatever
3: okay I so say grandpa sent things in very weird places
2: And this one he left a note with.
3: Better than the last person he left it with.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But
3: Nephibos will tell Everest. So once we talk to the elders and I do some tinkering, I can come back while we're waiting for our message to get back, and I can teach you all the basics you want to know.
1: That would be amazing. What message are you sending? I mean... I'm not sure if birds are making it or not. My little birdies have had to return to the nest. Granted, they are bats, but that's neither here nor there, to be honest.
2: Well, the guy at the bar said that it only took about five days. We're trying to get a hold of Nicodemus.
1: Mm -hmm. Which Nicodemus?
2: The one in the holy city, the rat.
1: Ah, the monk.
2: Angry guy, throws books at everybody.
1: Ah, he used to be such a gentle soul. And then him so and Lester weird. got in a fight. Lester's never been the same since Nicodemus whacked him very hard.
2: So he does have a brother.
1: No, they're not related. They used to be adventuring buddies together. Haven't you noticed? All the older bats here are retired adventurers. We all decided to get together and have our own kingdom. It's very well defended.
2: Yeah, we're, we're picking up on that. But there, but didn't Lester say that he was looking at Defibulus that he was his brother?
3: No, that was that cranky fisher, fisherman rat.
2: Ah, Lester is...
1: Lazy Lester was the armor merchant, or the uh, scrap merchant.
2: Oh, the one that talked really slowly. Yes. Has he always talked that slowly? Mm,
1: ever since him and Nicodemus got in a fight, Nicodemus hit him in the head pretty hard with a quarter staff. We did what we could, but he retired. He's still very skilled as an armorer. Just takes him a little
2: What made him hit him that hard? They had
1: a fight on how to deal with a old uh, corrupted king. They used to call him the cannibal king. He was uh, an elf that liked to eat other elves. Those two went at it and Lester said that they needed to to uh, capture him and take him to the paladins to be dealt with and Nicodemus said that they needed to destroy him now I don't know how that ended I believe they ended up killing the, corru- the cannibal king kings should need their people people don't taste very good I should know I'm part zombie I like meat though dire rats is my favorite
2: Good
3: to know. So is the cranky fisherman rat that knows how to open large safe passages on the beach to the city? Is he really Nicodemus's brother?
1: I honestly don't know. He showed up a couple of months ago, just before the, the trade shut down. He just showed up one day with a fishing pole and just started to fish. He seemed to know his way back to the castle or back to the keep so we assumed he used to live here Hmm. he's never been an issue he's a good fisherman we see him bring in fish all the time
2: do you have any communication regularly with holds keep you mentioned it a few times
1: oh i i have my little eyes and ears that fly out there once in a while they're doing really well they're being led by some paladin I've never seen before. His hair is all golden.
2: She'll nod. So where are we going and who is your friend and how are we going to identify him? Looking back at the lich.
1: The lich looks over at Everest and Everest goes, I'll take you, the lich. Doesn't leave the throne room too often just in case the children show up. Always want to make sure the big bad boss is in town so come with me, come with me. I'll take you up top. They walk to a rather ornate door and open it, and there are some stairs that lead, almost straight up.
2: Lila will get up and follow. I'll be back later.
1: The lich nods and continues to read. Everest shuts the door behind him and pulls his cowl up to readjust his disguise, making his flesh look a little bit more robust and is hiding the, the boned part of him as he slowly walks up the stairs. Now, our friend is a a, a touch different. He's a, he's a long-lived human. He always wears black and always has an umbrella over his head during the day. You'll find him at the tavern, probably the one you're staying at. It's one of the better ones. You'll see him drinking a a cup of red juice. He's a friendly sort. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But, uh, he'll help you out the best he can. Well, after you help him, of course. Once you do, we'll get you your your, your box, and we'll, we'll find a way to get you to homeland, or to the, the mainland. I, I do warn you, though, he is a, a tad on the creepy side.
2: Because a lich in a children's training dungeon isn't creepy?
1: I, I don't find him creepy, but, but I also have been with him for a long time.
2: I've seen weirder.
1: Oh, well, what have you seen?
2: There was the cursed swamp that we went through. Hmm. I. I... Trees that were made out of corpses.
1: It sounds like you went to the realm of death. I've been there a couple of times. I've never met the Grim Reaper. I hear he's rather creepy too.
2: I don't know if we've met the Grim Reaper, but there was some strange guardian carving runes that we ended up fighting.
3: Hmm. All I... right. He was a one.
2: Yeah, he was very creepy.
1: He gets up to the top of the steps and. Pushes open the door and you are on the opposite side of the kingdom, just north of the gate that you used, because you can kind of see it off in the distance. And he steps out and he's like, so the gentleman you're going to meet is Kazamar. He is a, he will find him. He's dressed in all black and he'll be the only one that has a, a black umbrella. Just let him know that I sent you, and he'll tell you what he needs.
2: Will do. Chasm? Chasmar? Chasmar,
1: yes. All right. And you all have a lovely day. It was nice meeting you. I do hope that you're able to help my friend.
2: I'm sure we will.
1: He nods as he starts to walk back down the stairs, shutting the door behind him.
2: once he's out of earshot she goes that was interesting
3: yeah that was kind of odd
2: and a coincidence do we even still need to looking down at not a watch on her wrist and looking in the sky to see what time it is and if they've missed supper or not do we still need to go talk to the council
3: yeah I think we're still supposed to talk to them
2: all right
1: it has only been about two hours since you made the appointment.
2: All right, so we still have some time to kill and go find this uh, Kazamar. Mm-hmm. Well, I could do with some lunch. Shall we head back to our uh, keep and keep an eye out for our soon-to-be friend Kazamar?
3: Yeah, let's go ahead and do that.
2: How did you spot on the way there? How did you spot... That box.
3: Eh, it was just out of place.
2: Just so particular. I'll we'll have to thank your grandfather, I guess, for leaving a note.
3: Yeah, I'm glad he did that.
2: You got poked by a lich.
3: Well, you got possessed by a tree.
2: Yeah, I guess we're fair. Or even. And
1: to be fair, the box at Godspell also had a note on it. It did. It did. It just had Fibulus's name on it.
2: Oh yeah, and the one in uh, because yeah, it had. All right, okay. I forgot about that. So at the tavern.
1: At the tavern, you walk in. The tavern owner is busily helping with the end of the lunch rush as he sees you. He greets you with a smile and taps the bar, kind of letting you know that there's a spot open at the bar. Well,
2: it's a good place to sit and watch for Kazamar, I guess.
1: As you sit at the bar, the bartender, you know, offers you food, drink, whatever you need, and... The minutes slowly tick by. You watch the the end of the lunch rush end, and you watch as the rats around the area begin to clean up and, you know, move chairs around and make the place look presentable again. After a few moments after that, a human, dressed in all black and a black umbrella, steps in. Once he crosses the threshold, he slowly lowers the umbrella, closes it, and walks with it like it's a cane. His black tunic is well pressed and clean. His hair is short and trimmed and black, his skin very pale. He sits down at the bar and taps. The bartender looks at him with a less than enthused smile and pours him a strange, thick red liquid into a clear goblet and places it in front of him.
2: Kalila will look at the
3: Well, I mean, he does kind of match the uh, description.
2: You want me to get this one?
3: Yeah, I'll still go with you, but you get to do the talking.
2: Kalila will get up, approach normally like you do, and go, Kazamar.
1: The human lowers the drink from his lips and slowly sets it on the table. And as he slowly turns to you, Kalila, you see red eyes, the pale skin, the pale lips, and the smirk that shows vampiric teeth. And that is where we end this week's episode.
0: Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if the adventurers have met a zombie, a lich, and now a vampire. It seems as if the deeds of darkness seem to have a strange sense of morality and has asked for favors. I wonder what Kazimar's favor is. Needs his home back. I wonder what has stolen it away from such a creature. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. For the moon is high. And it is time for us to say farewell. And as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless. Your every roll.
1: We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod. Twitter at whatthedicepod, and of course email whatthedicepod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us.